Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Today we're going to have a very enjoyable, lively discussion with a chronic pain psychologist, but actually more of a comfort psychologist, Dr. Daniel Lev. He's been on the show before, and we're going to talk today about the empowering group dynamics and how sometimes what we need to do is think about how we can still do the things we love in life but maybe need to learn to do them differently, particularly if we're dealing with an issue regarding chronic pain. Thank you for joining me today on The Body Show. Great to be here. Now, you've spent almost 30 years in the field of psychology helping people to find things that get them motivated in life to live with their illness and diagnoses. Mm. And now you've sort of embarked on a brand new idea which is not brand new, but I think is, is very valuable. And that is the idea of group dynamics and doing therapy in groups that are not just support groups, but they're also skills groups. Yeah. Tell me more. Well, doing what I do with individuals, but in groups, because there's a different power when you're with other people who are going through what you're going through. Uh, just to let you know, I worked for Kaiser in the mainland for a long time. And for about 10, 12 years, I ran about five groups a week. So very, very familiar with that uh, model of, of helping people gain support, but also learning ways to get more comfortable around the pain. And so, yeah, pretty much that's what I've been doing. And so now I'm in the process of forming uh, a group face-to-face, -face, possibly some that will be remote, but I wanna see who's interested because uh, I'd like to do that training again. It's also just amazing to bring people into a room because you're with people who know exactly what you're going through. I think there's an amazing power in that that we often underestimate. And some of the, some of the things that we can learn from other people is not just normalizing our situation, but is also understanding some of their tips and techniques on how they've handled it, things that have worked for them, ideas we never thought of, and I just feel like there's this essence of getting people together. We're social beings. We want to be around other people. We often want to be around people who are experiencing something similar to us. And particularly when you're dealing with medical conditions, I think there's a power in healing when you're around other individuals who truly do understand what's going on and can offer you that space to, to experience what you're feeling but also help you find ways to feel better. It's really interesting about that because uh, I'm not sure about physicians, but I know as a psychologist, I am, I'm not an expert in everything. People invent things, discover things that lead to the resolution of their problems. And I've gained a lot, mu much of what I've learned, I've learned from my clients. So for example, one woman uh, came up with the comfort box and she had this box, a big shoe box, and she put in, a little bit of chocolate and a list of people she wants to write letters to and all kinds of things that are, are wonderful distractions. And she kept it under her bed. And when her back would go out, she would take it out from under the bed, or her husband would, and she would use things in that box. And, and I've been, I put that in my book, you know, because what a great idea to have a place, something you can go to that will help you ride out the pain flare. And so I've learned a lot of things from, from folks, and they've learned a lot from each other, and I've just, I was just blessed to uh, witness it. Now, we've seen a change with the pandemic and post-pandemic 
if we can call the fact that that's where we're at. And a lot of people have either become more introverted, staying at home, not wanting to go out into group settings, or some people have had all this pent-up energy and they just can't wait to be around other people. How do you think COVID has changed the field of psychology in your practice? Well, like so many of my colleagues, um, I'm very busy. Uh, because, especially with people in chronic pain, it's, it's fairly easy now to get access to me without having to drive halfway across the island or even across town to, to see me. And so uh, I've had just about uh, half the no-shows, you know, that people can't come or they have to cancel it because they can do it all online in, in the comfort of their home. So it's actually been very, very busy. And for the first time, I've been having a, a, a waiting list, which is one reason I wanted to do this group, uh, because that way I can w- serve people <coughs> who I can't see individually, but we can at least get together for an hour, hour and a half once a week for eight weeks and, uh, and learn to increase your comfort level and also have incredible group support at the same time. You know, it makes me think back to the Ornish program years ago right. was established, and there were four key components. There was the dietary component. There was the exercise component. There were two other components. One of them was stress reduction. And the other key, what I often think was sort of the mystery secret sauce, was the group support. And I remember talking with patients who would enroll in this. They would usually have had a heart attack or some sort of cardiac event. And they'd say, I'm not going to like group support. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't think I would like that either. And then the one aspect of that program that they kept going throughout that whole next year was the group support. They said, our group gets together. We exercise together. They've shared so many things that the area where they thought they wouldn't really enjoy it turned out to be what they took from that program the most. I think it's some kind of secret sauce of getting people together, integrating a group of people with a similar, in this case, medical condition, uh, but in other cases, similar interest. It's what humans search for. I mean, we all join groups. I join a singing group or or an orchestra group or something because I like to participate in that activity. This is just a different manifestation of a way to allow that group dynamic to really flourish. Well, this is a phenomenon that's uh, come out very recently, even more so, which is a central aspect of health, more than diet, more than smoking, more than many things, are positive social relations. And we create a positive social group when we do these groups. Uh, There's a book called The Good Life. And the directors of this Harvard study that's been going on for 87 years where they follow people's lives from being young children and to being great-grandparents, they found that one of the main reasons connecting to health is having healthy, happy relationships. And so a support group can create that. And a lot of people in chronic pain, you may know, are isolated. The pain inhibits them or they feel it inhibits them from getting out and doing, you know, connecting with old friends. Also, you really learn who your real friends are when you have a condition like this rather than friends that are only activity friends. They only want to be with you if you're going to go run here or go run there. So one positive aspect, of, another positive aspect about the group is that you come together with people who you have something in common with, okay, and understand what you're going through. And you, I've seen a number of positive relationships come out of these groups. Right now, even individually, 
with their permission. I connect some of my patients with each other. Like one fellow who is really doing well, another fellow is having a bit of a hard time. I connect them and they inspire each other. And that's what happens in the group. I mean, again, I did this for about 12 years solid. I see people inspiring each other all the time. Like one fellow who was having a pain flare, a terrible back pain, he loved photography. And he said, you know, I'm I'm going to hurt at home. I might as well go out. So he goes out to um, uh, Safari West. This is in California. This is this huge uh, open wild animal uh, place. And they ride you around in a... uh, 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 Jeep, and he was taking pictures. He had a hell of a good time, even though he was hurting. He said it was so good, and he told the group this, and people couldn't believe he did this. And the next week, didn't it happen that somebody else did something similarly? Let me tell you, say one thing. One thing I ask people when they go around the table is, what has been happening, large or small, that you want to see happen more? So it's already happening. You want to see more of that. What is it? And they go around. Some people can answer it. Some people can't. That's okay. But every week as we go around with that, more and more people start noticing, you know, I slept for another four hours or I slept for this or this happened. And and that in turn inspires others. So it's really amazing. Just the group dynamic. All right. Well, we're going to come back, talk with our group in just a few moments. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Dr. Daniel Lev, and we're going to talk a little bit about the latest research in loneliness, which is pretty darn compelling on why we all need to spend some time together and make sure that we enrich our social interactions. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Anchor Systems Hawaii. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today we're talking with Dr. Daniel Lev. He is a comfort psychologist or a chronic pain psychologist, either one. And we're talking about group dynamics and the wonderful benefit of the idea of having a support and skills training that is moderated by someone who's an expert in the particular condition you have. Now, you mentioned that you've got, you know, over a decade of experience of doing group therapy in a setting in another state. I often find what is really interesting here is that, you know, we haven't really established as much of the group therapy type of mentality here in the islands. And yet we're such a social oriented, family oriented group of folks. It's, it's, to me, it's kind of mind-boggling in a way. But I often think about some of the latest statistics that come out regarding loneliness, how it's considered to be such a risk factor for not living long enough, for depression, for social isolation, for people when they're older. I read some statistic that the effect of loneliness is greater than the effect of like smoking half a pack of cigarettes a day. It was crazy to think that this is something that's epidemic in our community. And I think one of the ways to address this is this whole idea of therapy in groups, to have mm-hmm. this this interaction with individuals dealing with similar serious medical concerns, and to have them, even if they just get together in this group, it may not be curative for their problem, but it may help them to learn to find different ways to go about their life, mm-hmm. and it also alleviates loneliness. Actually, I would say it is curative, meaning it makes you feel more whole when you're with other people. So you're, I, I know what you were saying. It doesn't cure the medical condition, 
but it changes your nervous system, and that's what uh, this is all about. You can change your nervous system so you can feel more comfortable around the pain. Uh, psychologists would call this a higher pain tolerance. So the pain's there, but it doesn't bother you quite the same. And being with other people in a positive way often does that. Let me just correct one thing. This isn't group therapy. Uh, you know, I'm a therapist, so obviously <laughs> this is more on the line of of support. We're not going to be asking people about their deep, dark secrets, about uh, in wanting them to express emotions and things of that sort. That, that's perfectly welcome. But, but for the most part, it's just being with each other and supporting each other while we're going through this. And a good part of this is also um, using the skills in my book, um, You're Bigger Than the Pain, uh, those 36 skills I'll train people in and they'll figure out which ones are most useful for them. So it's a combination of that. So it's different than your typical therapy group, but it's no less as powerful because it's still a group. And so like you said, group dynamics are very important, especially to lower the sense of loneliness and to increase your sense of support in, in life. What might a session look like? What would it be structured like? Yeah, every week's a little different, but um, generally we'll start, and that's a great question, we'll start with a, a refocusing skill. And what that is are ways to focus your attention to bring relaxation, like relaxation techniques, meditation, hypnosis, things of that sort. So we'll do a little practice in the beginning for about five minutes, and then we'll end uh, for about 15 minutes learning a new one. Okay, so I kind of bookend that. And then we go into go around and I ask that question, what's been happening lately, large or small, you'd like to see happen more? Just noticing what's happening in life. Sometimes we'll have other assignments like the second week, I'll invite people to come in with a five minute pain story to talk about wh what the pain condition is, some of the things they've had to go through. And that's really interesting because when, uh, say, Jack starts talking about his lower back and things he's gone through and people that don't believe him, Jill across the way says, wow, he's telling my story. You know, the people actually start to see that they're not alone, that other people are going through what you're going through. And, uh, but we really only talk about pain story once. Then the balance of, of the session is uh, we'll look at some skills and we'll learn some skills. Okay, so that go around is, is part of the group support as well as whatever questions people come up with. Uh, and then we'll do the skill training and then it will end, like I said, with, with some meditation or something to bring some calm into the nervous system, which then can help them feel better. Now, this is a course with a certain time frame. So this is something that you're now offering over a course of like a month or two. Well, what I do... Um, when I was at Kaiser, I had, we had like the basic group, eight weeks, hour and a half a session, and I can go through the entire training that way. Um, and, you know, here people may drop in, but, you know, if they keep coming, they'll be able to get all of the various training sessions. Um, but after a while, people really liked being together. So I, had, I did three basic groups, and I did two advanced groups. And the advanced groups, one was just an ongoing skill review and support group. And we just kept meeting and people came whenever they, they were going to come. Another was a hypnosis group where we use that very powerful skill to influence the nervous system so you can feel better. So um, usually it's about eight weeks, about an hour and a half a week. And this is something that insurance covers for? 
Well, this is what I'm further exploring. Uh, but to tell you the truth, I don't care. <laughs> I really want to share this with people. The insurance company may pay me a little bit of something, depending on the insurance company, uh, uh, per person. Um, but uh, many of them don't. And more, I'm more caring about people coming. So in a certain sense, I, thank God I have a lot of individual clients, which is the reason why I want to do this, because I can't serve everybody. I've got a waiting list, and, and I, I don't get to people. And so I'd like to see if I can see people beforehand in a group. And so I'm, I'm in it to do the group, if it's possible. Is there anybody else doing what you're doing? Not on this island. Not, not in this state, I should say. Uh, in California, a few other places around the country, there are um, programs where they do integrated uh, uh, pain programs. And so physical therapists, psychologists, everybody, but, but the psychologists typically will run groups anywhere from four to 12 sessions, depending from what I've seen. And uh, sim somewhat similar model, they will, uh, they will focus on pain. I, I focus more on how to get more comfortable around the pain. But it's, it's similar, you know, some from cognitive behavioral, uh, but also from ancient practices like meditation, for example, very helpful. Um, laughing, you know, it's a very important school skill. All of these things um, is going on in the country. We need to we need to train some more people oh, so yeah. that we can multiply your efforts. But I love the idea that if you can't see everybody individually by establishing this in sort of a, a group environment, that you could still be able to help more people mm -hmm. and and get to more individuals that really need your assistance. I would say another reason why it's really important for what I have to offer and people like me is because of the reduction in the use of opiates for people in pain. Many of those people should be on those meds, but, but at, a, at a, 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 a safe level. They're not by themselves going to get rid of all the pain, but you combine pills and skills, you can find a balance between those two to have a much happier life and do things differently, live a new normal life. So. Uh, I'm really promoting, I, one of the docs I'm working with wants to promote this to the governor, is to help create an integrated program. Because since these people are coming down off these meds, they need something, and, and the skills are what's going to do it, plus the social contact. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Dr. Daniel Lev and talk about that new normal and how do people recognize what it is that they can do and celebrate the wins. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today we're talking with Dr. Daniel Lev, and we're discussing the power of learning new techniques to help people, particularly those in chronic pain, to handle some of the challenges that go on on a daily basis. And sometimes even just trying to explain to your friends what's going on with you and not having them have that firsthand experience makes some people look for other validation that what they're going through is something other people might have experienced as well. Now, not only is it validating for someone to hear that there's other people who have experienced something similar, but I also think that they, they might 
it might help them to realize that, you know, as we all get older, no matter what your condition is, you might not be able to do what you could do when you were in your 20s. And to expect that you still could might be unrealistic, but there are things you can do. So how do you broach that with people who are experiencing maybe a reduction in their abilities and not necessarily wanting to accept that readily? Part of the challenge is is when we get hurt, we have an image of ourselves that's the old image, the old body. The old body is the body that didn't have the chronic pain. Now we have a new body. So they don't realize, at least at first, that you can do different things You're not normal like you used to. You can create a new normal in this body to be able to do things. So a a number of folks who, as they start to accept that and say, I'm not less than, I am a whole person. I just need to do things differently. So, for example, I'll call him George, fabulous guy, terrible back pain. He had to hang out in a a zero-gravity chair much of the day. Hadn't worked for two years when I met him did a lot of work on a computer, and, and we talked, and I showed him some of the skills, and he was responding pretty well to them, like, like meditation and other things. And he said he had a goal. He wanted to go back to work. I said, oh, well, how much you want to work? He said, eight hours a day, 40-hour a week. I said, all right, well, let's see. Experiment. And so let's experiment with five minutes, sit at your computer, and do anything. And he did that for a week, and... He said, well, I started feeling a lot of pain. I said, okay, make sure you give yourself breaks. And so he experimented. He even set his timer to check in with his body. Long story short, this man can do eight hours a day of work within 12 hours. That means in a 12-hour period, he will take breaks in between his work time. And now he's looking for jobs. And he's, you know, getting offers and, you know, doing the thing. So there's different ways that you can do the same kind of thing you want to so that it doesn't exacerbate the pain in your body. And that's one example of that. So he created a new normal for himself. And his attitude is better. His depression's not there. Depression makes pain worse, as well as anxiety, as well as stress. And so when you lower those things, then the sensitivity in your nervous system goes down and you can do more. And when you do more and you start to expand your your abilities, that also gives you that positive feedback loop. Exactly. So that you start to feel better. And then medically, from my perspective, I look on it and say, if somebody's able to do more, even with dealing with their back pain or their leg pain or whatever it might be, that actually helps them because it's strengthening the muscles. They're using them more. Absolutely. So it not only is getting them better psychologically, but it's partnering with that physical improvement as well. And, you know, there may be a day when someone wakes up and says, I don't feel the way I used to even just a few months or a year or so ago. And that journey is something it sounds like you embark with your clients and help them to find a way to get to the point where, like you said, they're motivated. They want to do things differently. Now, I'm curious, do you ever work with folks who come, but they just don't have that internal motivation yet to to really get better? They're willing to go and hear what you have to say, but how do you reach those folks who might not yet believe that it can be done? I'm the expert. I know everything, right? But it's your life. It's your life. And I never pressure people. I say, I offer Here's things that I know can be helpful. I mean, what does a psychologist know about a medical problem? Really, this particular medical problem has to do with the nerve system. So if you are 
hyper-anxious or whatever, it pumps up your nervous system. And if you can calm the nervous system, it actually lowers the pain process. So that's one reason I'm, I, I, I'm relevant, okay? But with people, and I can tell them that, and they don't have to believe me. If they decide to start taste testing, try on some of these skills like this fellow who tried on pacing his activity slowly, building up until he could sit at the computer. Now it's normal for him. His beeper goes off. He checks his butt up. Oh, I think I need to go watch a movie. And he goes, watch the movie and then comes back and does some more work. You know, that was within his goal. So I work with where the person is as best I can. OK, and some people are not ready and that's OK. Well, I think the idea that even just empowering them to see other people that they're witnessing start to have some of those positive benefits. You mentioned the guy who goes and takes photographs and all of a sudden now other people are doing things and it becomes exactly. sort of this forward momentum of positivity in a way, but also helping people to realize, well, if so-and-so could do it, maybe I could do it too. Maybe I couldn't do that, but I'll do something that's within my range that'll give me that same sense of feeling good about myself, feeling like I've been able to manage my life a little better. Precisely. That's because the group, you have many people helping you heal. And that helps them heal. Because another thing we know is when you help people, that helps, that calms your nervous system, that raises your mood, and you feel better. And you also feel relevant and, and have a sense of meaning. That's so true for everybody. Yeah. It's when you, when you help somebody else, you find the most fulfillment yourself. Now, as you're helping people, as you're creating this classroom system for folks, how do people find you? How do we get patients sent to you? What's the referral process or calling process? How do, how do they get enrolled? Give me a call. <laughs> you can call me. First of all, I'm the only Dr. Daniel Lev. That's L-E-V as in Victor. I'm the only one in Hawaii that I know of. So you can always find me online, but it's 808 633-6569. That's 808-633-6569. Or you can email um, to... Uh, uh, and you have a website? Yeah. I Googled you, so I know you're yeah. the only Dr. Daniel yeah. Lev in Hawaii. Yeah. Comfortclinic.org is the website. It gives you a lot of information that is useful. Uh, also, if uh, you need to send a fax, I'll give you a fax number... Because we uh, still use faxes, which is pretty actually, incredible in the medical system. But we can find all that on yeah, comfortclinic.org. You, you, um, you may not find the fax, but you just give me a call or send me an email. I'm the, the comfort doc at Gmail. It's pretty easy to get or find me. But uh, yes, or look at my book, uh, uh, You Are Bigger Than the Pain. You're Bigger Than the Pain. Uh, those That's another source that can also be useful. But the website's pretty good. I have interviews like this and other information. And the book's been out for several years now. Since 2018, yeah. Great. And is that part of what you use as part of the structure for the class learning? It's exactly what I use. Uh, I'm putting it together in, in the form of readers right now uh, for, for the group. So when you come to class or uh, the course session, then I hand out the readers. And the homework is, is essentially to try on things, okay? And I never grade Okay, it's not that kind of thing. But uh, yes, the book is a, a central part because uh, it's, it's a workbook, so it's a, it's a training book. And how could people find that if they said, okay, I want to do this. I might not live in Hawaii. Maybe I live somewhere else. How else can I get access to that? 
To the book or to me? To the book. To the book. Uh, there's this site called Amazon. Never heard of that. Never heard of that. <laughs> You're Bigger Than the Pain. That's the name of the book. You're Bigger Than the Pain, Dr. Daniel Lev. Um, so that would be one way. Fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you coming today, sharing your expertise, but also looking at finding unique ways to help a patient population without no, with knowing that you only have a limited number of hours in the day, creating this group idea, which again, I think that group dynamic is really empowering for patients. And I, I really appreciate that. Thank you for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. Always a pleasure. Thank you. We will have to do it again and hear more, maybe from some of the class attendees and see what they have to say and what they want to share about their experience. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week right here on The Body Show. We'll see you then. Woo!